In the book of Genesis, we see that God created us to enjoy him and to steward his creation. God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply and to rule over creation in Genesis chapter 1. So long before sin entered the world, Adam and Eve were instructed and empowered to be diligent, to work, to labor. Our labor in this world is therefore an act of obedience and an act of worship. However, like all good things, work has been tainted by sin. At times, it's toilsome, and it has a way of consuming us. Rather than being a mode of worship, it becomes the object of our worship. The first two verses of Psalm 127 force us to consider our labor. What are we building? Why are we building it? Will it last? Will it be enough? And is there rest for our weary souls? Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the ones that he loves. Take a moment to consider your day, as well as your current commitments and priorities. What type of labor is consuming your life and schedule? What are you giving yourself to? There's work that we pursue and that brings us joy, and then there's work that is forced upon us by our circumstances. Whatever the case may be for you, what are you building and why? And consider how it's shaping you, how your labor shapes you. The psalmist reminds us that unless the Lord is the one who is at the center of our work, unless he is the primary object of our worship and the ultimate motivation of our labor, then the things that we give ourselves to will not last. Think about the two images in verse 1. Uh, the first is the building of a home, and the second is a watchman who is watching over the city. A home is a place of shelter and security, and in the past, long before we had nest cameras and advanced uh, technological security, a watchman would guard cities and they would warn the community of danger. The psalmist seems to be showing us that not only does the Lord need to be at the center of our labor and the one empowering our labor, but the Lord himself is also our shelter and our source of security. Apart from the Lord, no matter how hard we work, no matter how early we get up or how late we stay up, it will never be enough and we will never be able to be fully satisfied. Verse 2 says, In vain you get up early and you stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the one that he loves. But if God is the one building, if God is our source of security and at the center of our identity, then we can find rest. Uh, for many people, their work keeps them from sleep or causes them to lose sleep. But scripture shows us that things don't have to be that way indefinitely. God gives us rest and sleep. He gives that to, to the ones that he loves. Do you know that you're loved by God? Has he reminded you of that truth today? You are fully known and you are fully loved. You don't have to impress God or earn his love. He loves you because of who he is. That truth has a way of reorienting our focus and also our labor. Henry Nguyen uh, left a promising career of teaching at Notre Dame, Harvard, and Yale in order to work with individuals who have developmental disabilities. He recounts some of his experience in a book called In the Name of Jesus. 
The first thing that struck me when I came to live in a house with mentally handicapped people was that their liking or disliking of me had absolutely nothing to do with any of the many useful things I had done up until then. Since nobody could read my books, the books could not impress anyone. And since most of them never went to school, my 20 years at Notre Dame, Yale, and Harvard did not provide a significant introduction. My considerable ecumenical experience proved even less valuable. Not being able to use any of the skills that had proved so practical in the past was a real source of anxiety. I was suddenly faced with my naked self, open for affirmations and rejections, hugs and punches, smiles and tears, all dependent simply on how I was perceived at the moment. This experience was, and in many ways is, still the most important experience of my new life, because it caused me and forced me to rediscover my true identity. These broken, wounded, and completely unpretentious people forced me to let go of my relevant self, the self that can do things, show things, prove things, build things, and forced me to reclaim that unadorned self in which I am completely vulnerable, open to receive and to give love, regardless of any accomplishments. He goes on and he says, The great message that we have to carry as ministers of God's word and followers of Jesus is that God loves us, not because of what we do or accomplish, but because God has created and redeemed us in love and has chosen us to proclaim that love as the true source of all human life. The Bible teaches us that our labor matters and that it will last when it's fully committed to the Lord. If that's not true of your labor, take a moment right now to confess this to Jesus. Worship him. Thank him for his love. Receive and apply that love toward yourself and allow that love to be the motivation of all of your work. Again, Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the ones that he loves. This has been a production of Gospel Community Church. I'm Andrew Morose, pastor of Teaching and Vision. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and give us your comments. If you want to reach out to us directly, email us at infogospelcc.org. At